Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, November 14. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me to talk all things Greyhound racing for the next half an hour is Tab's Greyhound guru, Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. Morning, Kat. I don't know about guru, but I'll definitely work for the Tab. (laughs) Well, we try our best, don't we, Daff? We had a big weekend down in Melbourne, of course, three group ones at the Meadows. Mm. Uh, We're going to start by having a bit of a chat about those feature races. Uh, First up was the Hume Cup over the 600-metre journey, and it was really good to see Hector Fawley uh, finally get a deserved Group 1 victory, Daff. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I guess Hector's problem is he's just a little bit ordinary early, and he's desperate for the fence. Always makes it hard in sprints. He's had a couple of cracks over the 700 and just didn't quite get it. He's probably just too brilliant for that, but 600 metres is his sweet spot. Uh, He was terrific in the... The heat, uh, his previous start, but in that final the other night, I think most people, well, I know I did put the pen through him once he drew box five, but he handled that uh, terrifically well going into the first turn. He was four wide into that first turn. He was making ground. That's how fast he is, and he, and he hit the front, and he was just simply too fast for Raiders' guide. I think I said on Sky Racing Active with Dan Huddy on, on Saturday night that he was obviously the fastest dog in the race, but box five, just on paper, looked so tricky. And, geez, he did a good job to really navigate that first turn and just showed what a good race dog he is because um, I've gone back and watched it a few times and I still don't know how he didn't get skittled through the first turn and in the straight the first time. No, he was fortunate to get around that first turn and Raider's guide was setting a frantic pace in front. Um, he's no slouch either. Obviously, the star from Tasmania, and I thought heading out of the straight the first time, well, this is going to be interesting to see what Hector does, but he, he railed up really quickly uh, in the back straight there and established a, you know, a couple of lengths lead over Raiders Guide, and it remained that way going to the line, 34-26. I think that track might well have been a couple of lengths off on Saturday night, Cat looking at some of the dogs that won in the times, and he was one in particular, Raiders Guide second, and multi-mat. Uh, I think he's got a bit of a future over the 600 because um, he's so quick early. And it's a great story as well with Hector Fawley, obviously trained by the Cockrell family who own him. Um, They have been involved in the industry for quite a number of years now, Duff, and uh, just a real family affair with them. They breed all their own dogs. This boy's out of a, a bitch called Rolanda Hooch, and she was only modestly performed on the track one, two from 19, and she was out of another bitch that they had called Finlandia, and they raced her themselves. So it spans back a number of generations, and I know they've had uh, quite a bit of success. They obviously had a a very good dog called Polyjuice Potion uh, a few years ago now, but Mm. um, trials and tribulations of dogs has been a few ordinary ones in between for them, but they've stuck solid with their line, and... um, yeah, as I said, just to finally be rewarded with a Group 1 win for a nice family of greyhound racing too, Dad. Finlandia was a, a very good greyhound in her own right, and obviously that that line has uh, has carried on through the ages. Uh, Polyjuice Potion was a really good sprinter, come 600-metre dog as well. But interesting family, uh, the Cockerels, you, you see their dogs in, and, and I don't know how many names they can use from, uh, from um, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. But I think they've used over 100 already. So their greyhounds, when they race, are named after somebody or something from Harry Potter. So uh, this is clearly the best of them. And I think he's still got some feature wins ahead of him. 
Absolutely. He's, uh, he might be in for a very fruitful rest of the campaign heading towards uh, races like the Melbourne Cup. It'll be interesting to see if they go for the Melbourne Cup or if they have another crack at that 700-metre series, the uh, the bold tree. So uh, time will tell. Uh, moving on to the Top Gun you. Stayers, and it was an interesting race. I think uh, a few of us thought that it was going to be a New South Wales victory, but it wasn't the dog that we are all expecting. And we might, um, before we have a chat about Ritza Piper, we might listen to her win from Saturday night. Racing very slow out. Palawar King missed it by five. Quarter began well. Speed from Ritza Piper. They get clear early. Out there was zipping Vanessa. Valpolicella railing through. Now getting it going was Palawar King to midfield. Pass like wildfire. Next in the field, zipping Vanessa. Zohar Bale and Moraine Susie's at the rear. Now they start to pack up. It's quarter out in front. After it in second was Ritza Piper. Third was Valpolicella. Palawar King close enough. So's like wildfire. And he's Looping the field, they pack right up. Closing in was Zohar Bale to the turn. Ritza Piper took the lead. Palawar King tries to follow it through, but Ritza raced away. Ritza Piper's going to win the top gun. Ritza Piper beat Moraine Susie. Photo third. Zohar Bale dived at Palawar King. And yeah, it was a very exciting race. The top gun stays on Saturday night. And I don't know about you, Daph, but I had to watch it four or five times to, to really analyse it because down the back straight in particular... Um, watching live on track, I kept leaning over to Dan and saying, oh, Zohar Bale, oh, Palawar King, oh, Val Policella. You just didn't know where to look. Yeah, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? I think I've watched it more than that. But watching it the first time, once Palawar King missed the start, well, a conservative five lengths, probably a little bit more, and he got through, and I thought, oh, I wonder how much gas that's taken out of him. Quite clearly in the straight, in the run home, you know, he was starting to tire, but you can completely understand that. Trying to line it up, I know it's always difficult, but Ritza Piper ran 42.66, and Palawa King was beaten four lengths. So assuming he had have come out somewhere near them, um, he was going to have to run quicker than 42.66 coming from behind. That was always going to be a bit of a task. Uh, at various stages, I agree with you, like, I thought um, Palawar King was going to win. I thought Val Policella was going to win. I thought Like Wildfire was going to win. Even Corda was there and zipping Vanessa before she dropped out. But um, the winner was just simply too good in the right spot at the right time. Moraine Susie does what Moraine, did what Moraine Susie does. Uh, she came from a long, long way, way back to be beaten a tick over two lengths. Palawar King hanging on for third. And Zohar Bailey went absolutely no luck at all. Uh, finished fourth there in a blanket. Uh, Zipping Vanessa actually finished tailed off. She was beaten some 20 lengths, and I see she picked up a wrist injury, so that would explain that. She sort of lost her compass uh, in that, in, leading into that home turn, around the home turn, but uh, all honours with the winner, Richard Piper. Absolutely, and it was a deserved group race victory for her because she's been one of those dogs that's, I suppose she's been a bit like a bridesmaid, Daft. She's always thereabouts in these feature races. I think it was the summer distance plate she might have picked up at Wentworth Park earlier in the year. But um, in regards to a major feature, obviously this was a, a breakthrough for her. And um, probably, I don't know if there was any knockers, but she was probably one of the periphery dogs. I know when we were sitting down for the panel um, a couple of weeks back, there were... Uh, you know, a number of people on the panel that had a few dogs ahead of her and a number of people that had her as a lock in the field. So she was probably one of the ones um, on the borderline that may, it could have gone either way. That's um, right. So it really yeah. franked the decision to include her in the field. But for a period of time now, I mean, she's just turned three, but, you know, she has been racing against the very best over the longer trip and her record's really good. 40 starts for 15 wins and 12 placings. 
Absolutely. And she's homebred as well, Ritzelani, Ritzavoni, and um, obviously both of those greyhounds are trained by Mark Gatt, who uh, has a good connection with trainer Joe Sherry and his mm. first Group 1 victory as a trainer. So no doubt very special and congratulations to him and uh, the team. And moving on to the sprinters race, because that is going to be where a lot of the attention is now focused with big races like the shootout, the Melbourne Cup, and of course the Phoenix coming up. Transponder was the winner. We might listen to his victory from Saturday. Racing. Good speed in the centre from Launch Code. Pushing forward was Transponder's going to find the front here and he got clear by two. Going through to second, Scalacci. From on the outside, Alpha Zulu. Up to fourth was Jay is Jay. They've raced clear on the rest. Next in the field, Elite Machine from Launch Code. Transponder. Wow, she's fast. But Transponder's a mile in front here. It's five clear. Jay is Jay runs to second. Alpha Zulu, Scalacci next, but it's a one-act affair. Transponder wins the Top Gun by Six lengths over Jay is Jay Alpha Zulu Scalacci. A gap to big energy. Wow, she's fast launch. That was Transponder showing that he deserved his spot in the Group 1 Top Gun as well. Daff, uh, of course, he won the Adelaide Cup going back last month. And I think a few people looked at the race on Saturday night and thought that he was just going to give his kennel mate Alpha Zulu a beautiful run into the race. But uh, I suppose it sort of shows as well that um, people want to focus on this dog's racing traits and say that he drifts up the track and that he was going to make the race for the inside brigade. But that probably fails to take into account just how fast of a dog he is himself. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 29.70 he ran in leading all of the way. As I said, I think that track was a couple of lengths off the other night. So take a couple of lengths off that and you've got a super-duper quick time. The 5.10 early was, was what won it for him. It was a race of two halves, this one. Basically, at the first turn and a big scrimmage in the back straight meant that Bing Energy, Wow, She's Fast, Launch Code, Elite Machine were all out of business early. That left it uh, with just the four main hopes. I think the thing that stood out for me here was Scalacci off the red box. Uh, we know how quick he is, but I just had a reservation about his trial there. His trial wasn't that good, and he came up with the red box, and he, he only began on terms, if he even did that, and... He was in trouble early. Uh, he was beaten, what, a tick over oh, six or seven lengths in uh, in fourth mm-hmm. place. But you can't take anything away from the winner. He he, uh, he did uh, veer out at the start, uh, maybe half a dog or a dog, and he was lucky he didn't get collected. But when he took off, gee, he went quick. Uh, JSJ was a, a pretty serviceable run there to run second. And Alpha Zulu, who did find trouble early with Scalacci, he made up an enormous amount of ground. Uh, he was pulling uh, a fair bit of ground off uh, JSJ in the run home, but uh, he was beaten some six lengths, but just too good, the Thompsons. Yeah, of the beaten brigade, I thought JSJ was brilliant. Um, just on paper, those outside dogs just looked like they were going to be in all sorts of trouble to get across. So I thought yeah. he did a, a remarkable job to not only get across, but to, to run a a good race against such steep opposition. Um, I can report as well, I actually went out to Talji's place on Sunday and met him and Scalacci, and um, Scalacci actually belted his head on the boxes coming out, and he had a big gash uh, in between his eyes. So okay. I think he might get a bit of a forgive for that, and he also had a, a quite a deep uh, mark on the back of his hock. He got dragged down as well going through the first turn. So Well, I hopefully that doesn't play on his mind because you know we've seen dogs do that before at various tracks, and, and they carry it with them. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. They all head back to Sandown, of course, this week. The shootout is on on Saturday night. So the grade is going to have a very difficult job 
filling that field, I would have thought, Daph, because I, I'm not privy to what's nominated, but um, you'd think that most of those, I know JSJ isn't going towards it, but most of those, Transpond, Alpha, Zulu, Scalacci, Big Energy, Wow, She's Fast, Launch Code, Elite Machine, you'd think that the other seven, that they'd nearly all be nominating for it. Then you've got other dogs like Victor Damien, um, who was very Future impressive on Sunday. So it's Zulu. going to be very, very interesting who goes around in that and then obviously uh, the Melbourne Cup Proludes as well. Future Zulu, Hector Foley. Actually, I think I'd probably be with Hector Foley, depending on the draw, if he, if he gets uh, if he gets a run. But that'll be some sort of a task. I think that field will be put together today and we'll know it tomorrow morning, but a field of four in the shootout on Saturday night. And now just looking ahead towards uh, some more feature races during the carnival, uh, did you have the Melbourne Cup field in, or the Melbourne Cup prenoms market? Daft, did you just want to run through that, a bit of an update from Saturday night? Can do. Uh, obviously, we'll see all of those go around. You would think at the moment Alpha Zulu is the favourite at 5.50 ahead of Postman Pat at 6. We haven't seen him for a few weeks. Flying Zulu at 8. So the first three in the market are Thompson Runners, Morton at $8, past the buck for Anthony as a party at 8 Big energy, Big energy, Fast Minardi at 10 Scalacci 10 Umberto 10 Victor Damien in the market at 10 and the rest of 12 or better headed up by JSJ. So uh, it, it's a wide-open market, but it really needs to be capped because I think on any given night, any of those ones I just mentioned could win that Melbourne Cup with the right amount of luck. Absolutely, and it's quite a deep uh, series. I, I think the last couple of years... We have seen, you know, dogs like, wow, she's fast and she's a pearl. And then there was such a steep drop away, I suppose, to the next rung down. But mm. I think this year it's very even and there's quite a deep pool of dogs to choose from. Um, another one that I would throw out that's not in the market, but I was very impressed with him on Saturday night was Eula Bale. I know that he probably does go better at the Meadows than what he does at Sandown Park. I think he's only run around the 29.40 mark at Sandown, so he'd need to improve on that. But... I thought he was absolutely brilliant there on Saturday. And if he can um, bring his form that he's in at the moment to Sandown over the next few weeks with that early speed that he's got, um, he would be a smoky for mine. Yeah, he's a quick beginner as well, which is a huge advantage, as we know. And I might just mention the, the Phoenix prices. Uh, at the moment, Alpha Zulu, Postman, Pat are both in the Phoenix. $3, Big Energy, not at 5 Scalacci is at 5 Flying Zulu, no at 8 Past the Buck, no at 8 Victor Damien. Uh, at eight, then the rest are ten dollars or better. Transponder, by the way, uh, twelve dollars into ten dollars. So uh, I think we'll start to see uh, see with well, basically four four weeks to go. Four weeks on Saturday night, uh, the Phoenix is on. So we'll start to see some of those other slots being taken in the coming days or weeks. Watch this space. Very exciting coming up, heading towards the remainder of the Melbourne Carnival. I'll be back down there this Saturday night with Dan Huddy at Sandown Park. So looking forward to that. We might take a short break here on Going Greyhounds, and when we get back, we'll be having a chat about the Wagga Cup. Form Guide, brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. You win some, you lose more. The Australian Women's Health Diary, packed with expert health advice important to every woman. Plus, every diary sold supports breast cancer research. Just $19.99 from newsagents, Woolworths, and participating post offices, and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au.
Don't miss the Gong Race Day at Kembla Grange on Saturday, November 25. Here we go, racing in the Gong. See New South Wales' best racehorses compete for the $1 million Gong. This fantastic 10-race program also includes the $300,000 Wara. There will be loads of food trucks, the Canadian Club, Jans and cocktail bars to wet your palate. Live entertainment and fashions on the field with over $10,000 in prizes to be won. The Gong Race Day, Saturday, November 25. Get your tickets. It's now at moshticks.com. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9. Kia's all-electric seven-seat SUV. With an integrated panoramic display and premium relaxation mode, the Kia EV9 provides you with all the best luxury and comfort features. I'm a living legend, Book a test drive and experience the most groundbreaking Kia ever. Kia, movement that inspires. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And away they go. He missed it slightly, Bianca's boy, to the inside. The others are going very, very fast. He's trying to get up on the inside. So as they lead the straight, it's a great tussle for the front. Down on the inside, Rebel Ethics is the leader. Leads Tigalong Amy. They're followed now. Starting around the outside, Bianca's boy's in fourth. There goes Tigalong Ruby, starting a run, commencing a run from further back, Scorching Boy. Then Rampani, who's a long way back with Not Wanted. And Gretel Bale on the home turn. And Tigalong Amy shoots to the lead. Tigalong Amy, Tigalong Ruby's flying. Tigalong Amy beats Tigalong Ruby. Great go for third. Nothing in it between Bianca's boy and Scorching boy. There's nothing between those in a thrilling final. That was Tigalong Amy winning the Bidgey Cup final at Wagga Wagga on Friday night. And joining us to have a chat about his little girl is Kevin Keyes. Good morning to you, Kevin. Good morning, Kat. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. First of all, congratulations on what must have been a very exciting race to win there on Friday night. And uh, just talk us through, I, I guess, this little girl, because she's, um, you know, she's been a very handy little dog, but no doubt the biggest feature race of her career. So it must have been a, a nice, satisfac- nice, satisfying feeling to win that on Friday. Yeah, it was, um, it was very, very good. It even made, made more special the fact that it's uh, Mick and Helen's hometown cup and it's for that to Quinella, Quinella the race with their, their own breed, it's pretty exciting. And Kevin, she, it was an amazing set of circumstances from the heat to the final. Now, uh, we saw that she ran 30-34 in the heat, 5-24 early, uh, didn't hit the front until the judge the first time in the final, but 30-34, 5-23, consistent times. She's always been fairly consistent with with what she runs. Like the first time she took her to Wentworth Park, she ran 30, 304 first toe, and that's about what she's been running there most of the time. So she's always just around, around the mark. Um, she's, but she's a very, very strong, strong bitch. Now she obviously started a career down in that ra- region, racing around Tamora and Wagga, uh, then moved to your kennel and has since been racing very consistently around Dapto and Wentworth Park. And, uh, she's been quite a handy little performer, so just talk us through the connection there and how you guys came together and uh, her career to date. Uh, well, we've been training for Mick for, uh, oh, I don't know, it seems like an eternity. It all started uh, one night at Dapto. Yeah. I, I came up for him at Dapto one night and just said, if you want to send down Damien Croydon, and this is, that's how it eventuated, and we've right. been training for him for about, I don't know, 35 years, I suppose, now. We yeah, what? 
I was going to say you raced the dam. She had a pretty handy record as well, 20 from 76. But it's been a good line, hasn't it, that, the Tigalong line? Damn line that he's had, mate. Just, it's, it's been, it just keeps producing. Yeah, I was going to say this little girl, she's actually from the next litter to Tigalong Tonk. So, and we all know what he did on the racetrack. So um, not only is she quite a handy little performer herself, but no doubt Michael and Helen, they're going to be very excited to get her back home uh, hopefully, for your sake, in a, a, about a year or 18 months' time for a, as a brood bitch because she's going to be very valuable. Hopefully there's plenty there yet, Kat. Um, we'll, just, we'll just play it by ear, but we don't... We don't and Nick doesn't, over, he doesn't tend to over-race the bitches, but um, if they're the ones that he wants to breed from, well, once they're ready, they're ready. So, it's, um, yeah, we don't, we don't tend to over-race them. We just try and place them to the best advantage and see where we go. And- Kevin, it was a, a Luda Quinella, Tigalong Ruby, uh, for the Finns running second. It was an enormous room. It stayed in the boxes, missed the start three or four lengths and only went down three quarters of a length. Unfortunately, she's got a little bit of a habit of that, but she is a very strong bitch, that bitch. Um, yeah, it's a, a, a pretty big thrill for them. And as I said, it's their, to, breed, to breed, rear and race and, and achieve that, it's their first hometown one and hopefully there's more to come. Well, it's going to be uh, a quick backup for the girls on Thursday night. They're now going around in heats, separate heats of the Middle Distance Championship at DAPDO. So those heats were meant to be on last week, but obviously got rained out and the, the meeting was abandoned. So uh, unfortunate news for those who are making the track to DAPDO last week, but a blessing in disguise for yourself and uh, Tigalong Amy, hopefully, guys. Yeah, well, the backup plan was always if they missed the Wagga Cup line, Head to that day for the 600 metre race, and and now that they've they've been put back a week, it's it's quite well that we're able to get the get the money. And they've both got uh, some sort of form over the 600, in particular uh, Tigalong Amy, Kevin. She's drawn the check. Uh, Punters Bandit's got the pink in that particular heat, but I had a look back through the form five starts ago. She ran second from the black box at Dabo uh, at Dapto over the 600, beaten by Energizer Miss. So um, more at home, maybe over the 600. Uh, she's only had one crack at it. I gave her a, a uh, 600 at Dapto uh, probably two months ago, maybe three months ago. First, she never, I never tried or anything over it. She ran 34-4, winning. So she's um, that's not that's not foreign to her. I know it virtually is a home track now. She knows the way around it. Last one from me, no doubt. Very exciting for you guys to finally uh, get a, a nice race like that at Wagga on Friday night. So uh, just talk us through from yourself and Margaret's perspective what kind of a thrill that was to, to get the Wagga Cup win. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's right up there with what we've achieved. We've, we've, you know, we've had, over the years, we've had some pretty handy dogs. A little dog called Grand Deal. He made the, the top gun in, in Melbourne for us. He ran second in the heat of the Melbourne Cup and then broke down. Uh, going back, uh, Gideon won a New South Wales distance title and took us to Tasmania for the for the for the um, national titles. But um, yeah, no, she's this bitch is a very a very good bitch. Um, hopefully, hopefully, she can keep on going for us. And we were over it. How long how long ago was Gideon, Kevin? Oh man, um, two thousand and five, two thousand and six. No, no, it's further back than that. Okay. Okay. Further back than that, he's way back before Grand Deal. Oh right. Okay. 
Uh, we've always had a good one in the kennel, and you've got one now. So we will be keeping a very close eye on those uh, middle distance championships at uh, Dapto on Thursday night. We mentioned Tigalong Ruby. She's got box three in the first heat, but you've got box two with Tigalong Amy in the second heat. Obviously, Punters Bandit, the one to beat there. But from what we saw at, at Wagga, um, Kevin, you'd think she'd lead? Um, the dog in the one in, in Amy's race is probably a, a little bit of a hang-up. I ran into it with um, with uh, one of the Tigalong bitches at Nara going back a little while, and it, it led it led us. And, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's got a bit of early pace. Actually, Andy Lloyd used to have it, but it's back with the owner now, Craig Sheridan. Yeah, Lady uh, Stop. What's his name? Lady Stop. Yeah. It's got a bit of early pace, but you know, if it just it just all depends, mate. If you get if you get lucky in running, and you get lucky in running, and that's what it's all about. And hopefully, we're good enough to run in the, at least in the first four and make the final. And then who knows? Yeah, it's such a huge advantage, Ren, uh, Dapto, in particular those 600 metre races. If, you, if you're in front going around the first turn, you're halfway home. Yeah, yeah well, it's not so much around the first turn, but if you can lead if you can lead from the winning post or, or whatever the first time round, you have a, a, a huge advantage. All right, well, all the best to you on Thursday night, the, or the both of you there. Um, obviously, your wife's there with you now. So thank you for your time this morning. Terrific win at Wagga last week. I'm sure it's not the last time that we've seen Tig along Amy in a feature race, uh, strutting her stuff, and hopefully you can make that final adapto the week after this. Thank you very much for the call, and thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Kat. There he was, Kevin Keyes, who, uh, along with his wife, Margaret, puts the polish on Tigalong Amy, a true Greyhound family cat. Yeah, absolutely. And what a line it's been, just uh, those Tigalong dogs for, you know, the the past few generations have been consistent um, performers. I can remember, I think it might have even been the granddam of that girl, uh, Tigalong Petal. She was quite a handy little dog, and she used to be one of my favourites going around, so... Mm. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a line that keeps producing, that's for sure. All right, we're going to take a short break, and after that break we'll catch up with Joe McFadden, who's got Sandstorm Rico in the heat of the Middle Distance Championship at Dapto on Thursday night. Skipped breakfast. Sydney Kings coach Mahmoud Abdel Fattah. Good morning and welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing? I listened to a few of your interviews, how you've been getting your head around the Australian slang. So I shouldn't have said good morning. I should have said, g'day, mate. Welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast. For sure. G'day, g'day. How you going? Sunday, you've got the bullets at home. Um, what's your take on that game? Let's go, baby. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. The Big Sports Breakfast, weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, Kia's all-electric seven-seat SUV with an integrated panoramic display and premium relaxation mode. The Kia EV9 provides you with all the best luxury and comfort features. I'm a living legend, master, my Book a test drive and experience the most groundbreaking Kia ever. Kia, movement that inspires. Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Right now, Toyota Material Handling is having a massive clear-out of 2022 and 23 plated forklifts. Score great deals across a selected range of new Toyota forklifts currently in stock. Counterbalance and reach forklifts, walkie stackers and more. So if it's 22 or 23 plated, get a great Toyota forklift deal. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au Get a Toyota forklift. Season C's apply. Offerings December 31.
on Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Racing out wide, Sandstorm Rico away quickly. Favourite will drop back the near last town, Town Zipper. And Sandstorm Rico in the straight leads Hurricane Fury by two. Four lengths away then the downtown Zippo. Well through Chug. Just Foxing dropped out the last. So in at the back. Sandstorm Rico. Three on Hurricane's Fury. Six away the downtown Zippo. Followed by Rothwell Chuck and Jack Foxing. Sandstorm Rico off the back. Increase the lead. Five in front of Hurricane's Fury. Downtown Zippo. He's got a stack of work to do from Rothwell Chuck. Sandstorm Rico's pinched it on the corner. Downtown Zippo's running home hard late. But Sandstorm Rico. Four lengths on the line. Downtown Zippo. Now third home in the event. And finally today, we're going to catch up with Joe McFadden, who puts the polish on Sandstorm Rico. Very impressive winner at the Gardens last week, but looking forward uh, in the first heat of the Middle Distance Championship at Dapto on Thursday night. Welcome to the show, Joe. Morning, Daff. How are you? I'm good, thank you. That was a really impressive win there at, uh, at the Gardens. He ran 34.09, and I didn't know at the time until I saw it mentioned on Twitter a little bit later, the third fastest ever at the Gardens over that trip. Yeah, I think the only dog that's gone faster than him uh, is like a wildfire who went uh, went uh, went faster than him twice in two different races. Sure. Um, when we were behind the boxes, one of the one of the guys said that's a record, and I looked up at the clock and I was like, oh, "Is it?" And then I was like, uh, "Oh no, it's not." And I sort of quickly remembered, but no, it was uh, it was certainly a stunning run. So he's been around for a while. He's a July twenty whelping, but. 63 starts, 15 wins, 23 placings, but it appears as though he's going better than, than he ever did before. Has he had issues, or, or what do you put that down to? Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's been, you know, in a few states, he, Victoria, and then he was up in Queensland, and uh, he's been here for um, probably uh, six or eight months, and, um, yeah, he, he's probably going as well as ever um he had a few little issues when he got here that were sort of chronic and we just work on them all the time and, and keep him sound and yeah the the proof's in the pudding it um he's going as good as ever now unfortunately for you i think he had the red last week in those heats that were called off due to uh due to the weather so they were all redrawn this week but the draw's not too bad uh box two for sandstorm rico that's the first heat race seven but Gee, it's a hot field, one hot bandit, uh, got the blue box. It's the favourite 215 and has ability for Stu Hazlitt, probably where he wants to be out in box eight at $3.10. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of serious ones uh, in the race, but um, the, the main thing for Rico is that he, you know, doesn't necessarily where he, where he draws, but kind of the shape of the race, and mm-hmm. um, he needs to be um, up up the front to in, in that type of race anyway to do his best, and... Um, you know the the red's probably not a great beginner um uh so yeah he he sort of he's he's drawn where he wants to be um, I know which you're... Will give him his best chance yeah i was going to say i know you're pretty thorough with your form those both of those favorites one hot bandit and has ability can be a little bit tardy early yeah look you know um rico's just going to need to jump and run and if something one of those real strong ones get right behind him uh 600's about as far as as Rico wants to go, um, we'll be hanging on for dear life the last 50, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah. But if, you know, if one of those you other dogs get, the, the, get the right run. Yeah, yeah, to make the final, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, it just sort of depends on, on what happens behind him. If he can take a little break on him, he, he's, he's a good chance. 
You're well north of Sydney. I didn't ask. How far did you get last week before the meeting was called off? I was at Appen, so I was actually uh, not that far from Tapta. It was a bit, okay. it was a horrific day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now your your kennel's not overly big, but you've had a really good uh, twelve, eighteen months or so. I might just ask you about a couple more before we let you go today. Nangar Jim made his debut at uh, at Wendy Park last Saturday night. Uh, he's got a really good record, 17 starts now for 10 wins, but he was so impressive, 538 early and overall 29.76. Yeah, he uh, he trolled about the same there the week before, um, got great early speed, it's his best asset, um, can run the 500, one turn, two turns, um, just a young dog on the way up, and um, yeah, he's just checking all the boxes at the moment, he's... Um, yeah, we we're really sort of um, you know excited to see what the future holds for him. He didn't have a lot of luck in the Golden Cup, and and that was a quality field. He ran second to Quantifiable. There was motoring home at the finish. Yeah, look, if there's a if there's uh, the if there's a not not a fault, but you know if there's a, if there's a chink there, it takes him sort of a stride or two to get going. Mm-hmm. Um, and quantifiable just pinged out and did everything right, and he was sort of did a bit of zigzagging behind us, sort of trying to find a way through. And um, you know, you, when you're when you're in races like that, you you sort of can't have any anything sort of go against you. Um, but yeah, no, I was uh, for a young dog. I was really impressed with uh, with that. Like mm-hmm. it was uh, to run second in a group race. It was just yeah, it was great. Yeah, he's definitely got a future. And another one that I think's got a future called Yutz Beauty. Now, it won by as far as you can see again last week. And having a look back through the form, I think, is that three or four in a row? But beaten and well beaten, ran last at Canamble at its first start in a race. How did that happen? <laughs> Young dogs, mate. They uh, Things happen. And uh, Canamble's a, a bit of a long drag um, before the boxes open. And the dog next to him, uh, went to go um, way before the boxes opened, and I think it just sort of put him off a little bit. And uh, he he sort of he got into second, but he'd never been behind another dog before because right. every time we've trialed him, he's he's just yeah, like he, he's just he's won his trials and stuff like that. So he just didn't really know what to do, and he ran up the run up the back of the leader and and just got into all sorts of trouble. It was just one of those one of those things that happens in racing, and you just forget about it and move on. Do you think he's a city class dog? Oh, look, he's only young and, um, uh, you know, I, I don't don't sort of don't want to put too much pressure on him, but we'll just keep poking along with him and, um, you know, just go through the grades and stuff like that and gradually step him up in distance. And, um, I mean, he's got a huge, huge motor, clearly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like just, uh, just poke along with him and, and see where we, where we finish up. But, yeah, no, he's, he's a nice dog. One thing you do do, uh, and it's fairly noticeable, uh, you don't have a rush of blood. The dogs are always well-placed, hence they're terrific winning records. Yeah, we sort of pride ourselves on that. Um, you know, like, you've, you've got to go where you can win. And, you know, you really need to keep the the dogs in good form and keep their confidence high. Um, it's, just, it's just one of the things that we do. We, we can pop up anywhere. If there's a race on, we'll, we'll go anywhere. Um, yeah, clearly. If it's, if it's the right race. Mm. All right, well, good luck on Thursday night. Race 7, the Middle Distance Championship at Dapto. Uh, number 2, Sandstorm Rico. Fingers crossed this week, Joe, you actually get to the meeting and the meeting goes ahead. And you <laughs> yeah, make the that, final. That, 
that'll that'll be a, that'll be a great start if we can just get there and the meetings on. That'll be good. Uh, that'll be eight hours of my life. I'll get back. <laughs> well, good luck Thursday night. Thanks for your time today, Joe. Thanks, Daph. There he was, Joe McFadden. Cat, anything to add to that? No, I think he pretty much covered it. I'll, uh, for once, I'll give him some credit. He did a good job there. So um, he does. Yeah. He does. And uh, and I wasn't just saying it because he was on the line. Uh, yourself and Joe placed those dogs very, very well. Um, and given that we saw that dog turn up at Canamble at its first start, it was beaten. Just goes to show how far you'll travel and down to Dapto. Yeah, I mean, you've got to do the right thing by not only the dogs, but also the owners. They put so much um, money into the sport and, um, you know, purchasing dogs or, you know, breeding them and bringing them through, rearing them, that they deserve to get every bit of money that they can back and every thrill they can to see their dogs win. So I don't think there's any point just throwing them in where they're outgraded or where they're going to go through the grades too quickly that they deserve to see their dogs winning as much as they can for them so um yeah try and do the right thing by them us and the dogs now before we let you go you mentioned you were at the meadows last saturday night um i was watching a fair bit of the coverage and listening to a fair bit of the coverage there be fair to say it was a melbourne's winter's night what have you got uh in regards to attire wise for sandown this week it was freezing i thought to myself (laughs) It's two weeks away from summer. I know it's Melbourne. It might get a bit chilly. But I kid you not, it was one of the coldest nights I've ever had on a dog track. Myself and Dan actually wow. we went and parked the car right next to the, our host setup. And so in between the races, we were jumping in the car to, to try and stay warm. But it was that bad. Um, yeah, I definitely said to him that I'll be getting the thermals out this week. Okay. And uh, we'll have Sky Racing Active coverage again this week as well as the lead-in uh, on Sky. Absolutely, we will. So hopefully we can find some winners and yourself and I will have a column up on the Sky Racing websites and socials later this week and also a feature story on Talgy and Scalacci, which will be on the morning line on Thursday morning at 9am on Sky Racing 1. Thursday morning and of course uh, Talgy is the train of Scalacci, so looking forward to seeing that. He's got an interesting story to tell. He certainly does, owns a pizza shop, so uh, he's a man of many talents, makes some pizzas and trains some good dogs. All right, Kat, well, we've covered a little bit of territory today. Uh, catch out with Joe, um, your partner, was uh, was terrific, along with uh, a takedown of last Thursday night. Looking forward to doing the same again next week. We'll get a, a rundown of um, well, the shootout and anything else that's going on in the grand world. So thank you, Kat, and we'll chat next Tuesday. Looking forward to it.